Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of This Is A Thing. Today, I am talking to actor Kyle Van Zandt. Kyle, hey. hello. Hey. How are you? I'm great. I'm, I'm you know, doing everything. That's I how I am. I love it. <laughs> it's so good to see you. You too. Thank you for getting us the space. Of course. Thank you, ART. Talked in the back room of, of the Loeb even, Center for Drama. I don't even care. Right. Right. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, so... I was looking things up about you today. Jeez. Um, Let's play a little game of true or false to see how uh, real the facts are that I found. Okay. Um, True or false, you are from Severna, Maryland? (laughs) Severna Park. Severna Park. Do you know how uh, people who are in the theater community can identify it? It's in Songs for New World. In the song, I'd give it all for you. He says, I had a house while you were gone. The week after you left me, I found a couple acres near Saverna Park. And it's oh. Saverna Park, Maryland. And uh, we asked Jason Robert Brown about it when we saw him in concert. And he was like, yeah, I have a couple friends who live there. That's oh. how people know it. <laughs> so you're like best friends with Jason I, Robert I, well, Brown. Well, it's a surprise. It's me, Jason Robert Brown. It's it's me. I'm married to Georgia Stutt. <laughs> Excellent. I wrote Bridges of Madison County. I'm breaking a lot of news. I know. This podcast. <laughs> it's going national after this, actually. Yeah. 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 So. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You've given me a gift. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, fact two mm. uh, you went to Wagner College Certainly. in Staten Island. That's very true. Okay. How yeah. big of a school that is that? Tiny. Tiny, tiny, tiny. It's um, both campus and student population, like minuscule. Uh, I'm going to get all the numbers wrong, but my graduating class was something like 800 to 1200 maybe. It was, I mean, it was very, very, very small. Um, Theater was the big thing there. It's a liberal arts college on Staten Island. You could walk from one end to it to the other in like 10 minutes. I mean, it was just the smallest (laughs) little little campus. Yeah. Did you pick a smaller size school on purpose or? Uh, I applied to a bunch of different schools for undergrad. I... Uh, different sizes and concentrations and all that. I didn't really know what it was that I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be performing in some capacity, but I didn't know if it was musical theater, if it was just acting. And and uh, Wagner just kind of felt like the right decision in, at that moment in my life. And they gave me a lot of scholarship. Oh, so that'll do <laughs> that it. made my decision a little easier. <laughs> yeah. um, but, it, you know, it just it felt right. It was right in New York City. I could go see, you know, see a Broadway show at night and still sleep in my own bed and not have to worry about staying at a friend's house or I could go to an audition early in the morning before my first class of the day. It was just, it felt like the right, the right place to be at the time. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Wow. I have a confession. I've never been to Staten Island. You don't need to go there. (laughs) Uh, The only thing worthwhile there is the pizza. Oh, that seems worth a lot to me because I really like pizza. Yeah, yeah. The, like the, the national pizza competition i don't i don't know the name of it but the winner <laughs> consistently comes from staten island the like nationwide pizza competition always from staten island oh mm-hmm. i wonder what their secret is if it's like um you know how new york bagels are supposed to be better oh, because yeah. of the water in new york it might be that or something? it might have something to do with that it's got to be the same water supply right hmm <laughs> i'm gonna look into this i'm gonna start a pizza <laughs> podcast. gotta google it right yeah oh. after this Oh, I would love a pizza pot. I'm sure there is one. Want to be a co-host? Yes, certainly. Okay, we'll as call long it. As it involves us eating pizza every week. Obviously, yeah. It's called Pizza Cast. I'm on board. Uh, we can only do like, I'm gonna say six months out of the year, so sure. we don't both have a heart attack and die. <laughs> we'll alternate every six months. Yeah. You yeah. can do the first six out of the second, and okay. that way we recover in the, in the six that we're not hosting. It's a plan. <laughs> Deal. Deal. <laughs> Signed, sealed, delivered. <laughs> okay, um, here's another factoid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, true or false, you were on the new Mickey Mouse Club. 
False. I made that one up. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't I, heard that one. I want it to be true. I wish. I feel like you could start a rumor and okay. be like, yeah, I was on the new Mickey, Ma- Mickey yeah, Mouse Club. And people would be like, sure. I was certainly on the new Mickey Mouse Club. Done. It's me. I'm going to put you on Wikipedia. Sure. <laughs> add it. First fact. My Wikipedia would be like, Kyle loves cats and pizza and was on the new Mickey Mouse Club. That's oh. what it would say. Speaking of cats. Oh, no. I was going to bring this up later. <laughs> How many cats do you have? Uh, a thousand. No, I have three. Okay. I have three cats. Is one of them hairless? Two of them are hairless. Why? So this this goes back. Uh, my boyfriend and I, when we first met, God, three years ago? Yeah, it'll be three years in May that we've been dating. But when we first met, we shared this weird common obsession with Sphinx cats, which are the hairless cats. And and uh, I started grad school. And as like a gift for getting into grad school, he got me the first cat that we got, who is the non-hairless cat. He is fur-abled, as I like to call him. <laughs> um as just like a gift and he lived with me for a while and then one day uh i i got a text from kenneth in the morning that was like hey what are you doing tonight kenneth's my boyfriend i said uh i don't know i have rehearsal until six or something like that he was like great um i i uh don't make any plans and i was like okay so he picked me up in his zip car actually right up front here of the lobe and drove for like an hour and a half outside of boston and we walked into this house where they only spoke polish and it was i was like i'm getting murdered tonight this is <laughs> like this is how my life ends here in this house um and and a bunch of hairless cats came hoarding around like hoarding around the corner and uh and he was like well one of these is one of these is ours and uh, she's very fat and her name is Portia and she's a, re- she's a real star. She's a real gem, but we just bonded over a love of hairless cats. Okay. <laughs> I mean, my voice is filled with so much unintended judgment <laughs> right now. I love cats. Like, I have one. Yeah. But I just, <laughs> I think you need to describe for me the experience sure. of petting a hairless cat sure. and not feeling like some sort of like. James Bond, <laughs> evil Dr. Villain. Evil sure, villain. Sure, sure. Yeah, actually, yeah. Our, our third hairless cat, or our second, our third cat, second hairless cat, looks like Mr. Bigglesworth, which is <laughs> Dr. Evil's cat. Um, they feel like peaches that can move. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, but okay. like kind of soft peaches. And they're very friendly. They're very friendly peaches. I think I need to come over. You probably have to. Okay. They're just such lovers. They're more like dogs in personality than cats. They like follow you everywhere and always want to be sitting on your lap. Yeah. And the one who has fur wants nothing to do with us. So Interesting. Yeah. It's because they're so cold. They're like attracted to body heat. So so they're like for survival. They're like, please, (laughs) please cuddle with me. They've made a shanty town underneath our couch. (laughs) There's like an oil barrel that they warm their little paws over. No, they just they they and they love blankets and all that good stuff. They sit near the heater all the time. Okay, that sounds pretty adorable. They're sweet, yeah. But if I have a nightmare tonight about <laughs> a peach that starts like moving around, I'm calling you tomorrow. They feel good though. They're nice. They're <laughs> pleasing to touch. Peach is maybe not the right word. Peaches have that kind of like like sticky thing when you touch them that your like fingers stop. It's not that way. I think I sort of understand <laughs> okay. what you mean. You have to experience it to, yeah. to, to feel it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, and my other true or false is that you are attending the ART MFA program, which I know this is true. <clears> Very true, because we are here. We are here right American, now. American Repertory Theater for Advanced Theater, or Institute for Advanced Theater Training. It's got the longest title of a program. There's yeah, like, say it again <laughs> no, okay. slowly. Okay. There, it's, that's not even the whole thing. So oh it's boy. the American Repertory Theater 
slash Moscow Art Theater Institute for Advanced Theater Training at Harvard University. Wow. It's very long. It rolls right off the tongue, though, once you know it. How do they fit your name on that diploma with all those <laughs> other words? Well, my degree is coming from the Moscow Art Theater, so it's going to be written in Russian, which is really, really, really cool. Um, so that'll just say Moscow Art Theater, and we get a certificate from Harvard saying that we completed this program. Um, our year is the last year that is that gets their degrees from Russia because of the current political climate, climate <laughs> over in Russia. <laughs> They're trying to, like, mm, oh. remove themselves a little bit. Um, Le- lest something should happen. We-, we got a whole explanation about it that took 40 minutes to describe why they were doing it. And it just, I'll spare everyone the details. Yeah. But the moral of the story is that we're the last class to get our degrees from Moscow Art Theater. So it'll just say, in Russian, Moscow Art Theater, hereby awards Kyle Van Zandt, yada, yada, yada. Masters of acting. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty cool. So will you, so as a part of this program, mm-hmm. you got to go to Russia. Mm-hmm. Will future classes get to go as well? Yeah. And it's just the final yeah. paperwork that's different. Yeah, actually, our first year's left about a week ago to, oh, cool. to, be, to be there. Well, a week and a half ago. They, they got to Russia two days ago, and they spent a week in Poland beforehand. So that's, yeah. Yeah, the program doesn't change at all. It's just like in case something happens mm. and, and, Oh my god, I don't want to record it. <laughs> <laughs> the KGB is everywhere. <laughs> Just in case something happens. No, well, like, like if it, they they can decide at the drop of a hat that they don't want to give any more degrees to Americans, you know. In that in that sort of situation, so they're just it's precautionary, so they don't they don't have a class that's like sorry we can't give you a degree. Oh gosh, so they're distance sad. they're they're awarding it through Harvard starting this year. Oh, that's that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah like, totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Harvard. Davai. Thinking ahead. <laughs> um, well, speaking of Russia, let's talk yeah. about that. How yeah. was your experience there in the Super Russian. program? Yeah, it was uh, crazy. It's it's a it's a very hard three months. Uh, the nature of our program is that we have ten to twelve hours of class every day, and then you get to go home. You know, unless you have a rehearsal or whatever it is that you're doing, you get to go home and not spend time with those same people. But in Russia, you go home and you live in the same dorm. So it was like being an undergrad again. I mean, it was 24 hours a day, seven days a week for three and a half months. Um, Russians are super intense, just like you expect them to be. Uh, they do drink a lot of vodka, <laughs> like a lot of vodka. Uh, I came home with four bottles of it in my bag. Is that a, a part of your training? Yeah. You just sit it down in front of you. They're like, go, <laughs> you go, You line up go. like 10 shots and you have to down them in five minutes yes. or else you don't get your degree. Do um, a monologue. Now. No, but we had, we had a, a, this is a, a sidetrack, but we had our like acting master invited us over to his dacha, which is Russian for like summer home. And he invited us there for like a day to just have a party and relax. And uh, like on the dot every five minutes he'd be like vodka davai and he'd like we, he'd make us line up shots of vodka and you you eat a pickle afterwards because that's the russian thing is wow. you always eat a pickle and <laughs> so i don't remember most of that day but we ended up <laughs> taking something absurd like 17 shots of vodka and this it was just it was <laughs> intense you lived i lived my best life oh my god yeah and luckily we were in like the country where we could make idiots out of ourselves instead of like in Moscow where you have to like look down at the ground and like don't make eye contact because they could probably smell the American on <laughs> you. Like, no, it wasn't nearly as unfriendly as you think it's going to be. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are super happy to talk to Americans sure. and like very curious about our culture. And as long as you don't go into the wrong part of town at the wrong time of night, then you're more than okay. Um, I learned so much while I was there. You know, you see theater and none of it is in English. 
the no subtitle is not the mean so it's like really got to pay attention in order wow. to catch the plot of the shows um the theater is crazy like it's they're they're sort of middle of the road theaters what we'd call like avant-garde theater over here mm-hmm. um everything kind of pushes pushes the boundaries um what else their their acting programs are super like movement heavy they're big into the dresnine technique which is a movement style google it Hannah Milano. um <laughs> i don't know any any specific questions <laughs> i yeah. feel like i just like blinked and was back from russia and nothing happened but it's just it was crazy it was a crazy three months i think that, i mean what a fantastic experience yeah. um i do have questions mm-hmm. so um, <laughs> so um what do you do you feel like there's a difference in that I mean, I know you said their theater is kind of more like movement based or maybe a little yeah. more toward the avant-garde, yeah. but in the fundamental approach to acting, like what do you think the differences are between yeah. culturally or whatever? <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, so Konstantin Stanislavski started the method at the Moscow Art Theater, which is where we got to study. Him. Yeah. Well, just once or twice, <laughs> okay. you know, just the father of acting. We went to visit yeah. his grave, actually. And it's tradition to leave flowers on a grave or leave a little memento on a grave. And we didn't have anything, but I had pretzel sticks with me. So I left, <laughs> we called them grandpa. I left a couple pretzel sticks for grandpa <laughs> in case he was hungry. Um, uh, the technique is, oh, my shoe lit up. Do you see that? My shoe's oh, my it. goodness. Listeners, you can't, you can't see this. I'm going to take a picture. <laughs> Cer- certainly. shoes light up. They do. I feel like amazing. I'm in Tron when it happens, but it, it, the button is right on my heel. So if I walk in the wrong way, <laughs> they light up and it's always my right foot. Um, um, okay. So acting is what we were talking about. Yes. Uh, yeah. So here there's a big, a big like sense memory sort of method movement uh, that like, oh, just like dredge up things from your past and you'll, and, and it'll make you feel the right emotions. And the, and the Russians are like, what are you talking? You don't need to do that. Like just live in the moment, breathe, breathe take what you're doing off your partner uh you don't need to they call it acting for a reason uh, or playing because mm-hmm. you don't actually need to feel these emotions that you're going through which is a big thing in method acting right um and and they were they were big on that so uh, we did a production of three sisters while we were there um which was in like very crazy weird dance pieces i, I played Solioni and and um my <clears throat> excuse me, my, my like big scene with arena, we ended up smoking cigarettes the entire time and they would play Roisin Murphy music at like random intervals throughout it. And we'd have to do these like crazy vampire dances wow. in between our text for our, <laughs> it's just a, a very minor example of, of the, the sort of stuff that we had to do there. It's, uh, it's based in etude work. When you're devising a show, everything is devised there. It's like, you make it up from what you have as an mm-hmm. ensemble instead of the director saying like you go here and you say this line and then you hit this mark and you say this and you cry here and then you walk off the stage like it's like not that at all wow it comes very much from you um so our director would say like uh go home and make an etude which is basically a planned improv based off of fire or an animal or a doll or a household object or whatever the heck it was for that day um, and you'd have to come the next morning and have like a five minute piece about whatever it was. And the only rules are that there's a beginning, a middle and an end. And there's uh, everyone involved in it is changed in some capacity. And, the, and, and then everything else was free. So that you make an entire show based off that. So you can take a, a text like Three Sisters, which runs about three hours if you're just reading it. And, you know, 
we saw a production of Three Sisters that ended up being like seven hours long. Oh my god! There was something ridiculous like five intermissions. It's it's just the way that things are done over there. Um, We were just talking about a director who is I forget his name now. His production of Three Sisters (laughs) is here right now at Art Emerson. Oh, it's it's uh, I'm going to scream it out later when I think of it. But he when he gets to the first day of rehearsal, which is pretty standard over there, he'll say, OK, we're doing. What's a Chekhov play? The Cherry Orchard. Mm-hmm. Who wants to play uh, Renevskaya? And like four women will raise their hands and they'll say, great, let's let's work. And they work for three years on the same play. And by the end of it, you know, hopefully about a year before you open the show, they'll have one of them picked. And, oh my and but gosh. like it starts out that like that, like if you want to try a part, you're welcome to. And and you, it's ve- it comes very much from you. It was cool. It was cool. It was a cool experience. It's very different than anything I've ever done here. Yeah, I like the, uh, I guess, like organic yeah. nature. Yeah, that. totally. That sounds really cool. And I like, Although I can't imagine working on something for three years and then being like the three girls who don't get the <laughs> yeah, part. Yeah. One but of the three who missed out. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, um, I feel like that's a great opportunity to see something in someone that you wouldn't maybe in two minutes in an audition. Yeah, totally. They weren't going to give you something that you thought would be interesting. Yeah. But <clears throat> wow, that's amazing. The big difference there, too, is that they have acting companies instead of like hiring actors per show which Mm -hmm. is what they do in america because it fiscally makes more sense to our theatrical system here right but they'll have a company like the moscow theater i think has a company of 70 people that you know every actor is in probably five four or five shows um and they run in repertory so they'll be doing cherry orchard one night and that'll end for that night and this the crew will take down the set and build a new set overnight for whatever's playing the next night and it happens every single night that they they put a new show on on the stage and you know so the actors will maybe do two shows a week if it's a busy week and they'll be working on another show during the day but they're salaried and they have health insurance and and all that good stuff which we actors in america don't get it's a it's something to be envious of um and that's how the american repertory theater was when they started they had a company of actors that again fiscally it just doesn't make a lot of sense for america because things don't have as long of a run over here they open mm-hmm. up a show there and it runs for something ridiculous like five years six years oh, wow. there there's something that had been there's there's some things that have been running for 20 plus years over there because they're just wildly popular um and they sell out and so they have new casts and all that jazz do you think i don't know if you know the answer to this but mm. is that at all that model at all influenced by the same way that they run like the national ballet mm. i feel like is I don't know. The it things feels that comparable I've read, to it. it feels like very similar yeah, to totally, me. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I mean, they have a company of dancers at, at ABT or whatever these different ballet companies are. Opera companies are the same. Um, I don't know why it doesn't. it's not implemented in America anymore. I wish, because I'd love to have a salary and not so have to worry about my next paycheck. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. But, but that's, you know, unfortunately, that's not the nature of theater in America, which is sad times. Yeah. Because it used to be. It used to be that way. We'll but get producers want to g- make that money now. We'll get there again. I hope so. Maybe. God, I hope so. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, let's hope, huh? <laughs> you were reminding me actually that when I was in college, that there was a director or a professor maybe who came to our school for a year, and mm. he was from Russia, mm-hmm. and he directed um, the Shadow, which I couldn't <laughs> tell you who wrote it or anything. Anything about it, um, right? And something else, <laughs> but I just remember that they were like. Two of the most interesting pieces of yeah. theater I've ever yeah. seen. They're in my crazy, life. Um, and they were just like what you were saying, like very movement based um, and 
taking the language and just doing like warping the really unexpected it, right? things with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess I have seen that in action. It's I cool. Yeah, it's now. really cool. It was it was, you know. You you go to uh, see an O'Neill play here in America, and it's the most realistic sort of fourth wall. Everything is set, and the audience is not a part of the show. But in Russia, it felt like seeing a Shakespearean show as it was originally written, where the characters would talk directly to the audience, and like there would be feedback and all that sort of thing. It was it's it was very very cool. Everything I saw there was extremely captivating. Even the stuff we have a girl in our in our class who speaks Russian. She's from Belarus. Um, and she would see things and be like, it wasn't my favorite. Like, yeah. And I was like, I thought it was so cool because I don't know what they're saying. So yeah. I'm just like watching it. I'm like, this looks great. Um, uh, but but it uh, it, gave, it had spectacle to it. Every, every minuscule moment had spectacle over there. It was really cool. We could all take a lesson from Russian theater. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Noted. <laughs> so did you learn how to speak Russian while you were there? A little bit. Uh, basic Russian. We got enough to get by. I knew how to order my coffee, and I knew how to ask where the bathroom was, and I knew how to say, I would like an apple, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it now. Um, but but en- enough to get by. It's a part of your first-year classes before you go to Russia. Oh, okay. Um, and you learn a lot more of it just being over there. I mean, you learn phrases, and a lot of them have stuck with me because there's they're phrases that, in English, we don't have words for. Yeah. Um, can you give an example? Well, yeah. Uh, yes, of course. Thank you. Um, uh, uh, our, our director would always say mojna, which means like, I guess, uh, like stronger, like make it make it stronger. That's hard to describe, but you always knew that he he, he thought you weren't going far enough. He said mojna, mojna. He'd be like, make it, I don't know what the word is, stronger. It's hard to describe. Yeah. I don't speak Russian, so our translator explained it to us very eloquently mm-hmm. once. Um, that's a big one. They say Davai all the time, which kind of means let's go. Um, but really it's just like the intention. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like get it, get it, get it, get it. Yeah. Davai, Davai. Um, and that one stuck with me. Konyechna means of course, that's a big thing. Apparently in Russia, they think that of course is like the most common phrase in in America. (laughs) So when they're teaching, um, their Russian students, English, they'll, they'll teach them of course, of course. So all Russians say Konyechna, Konyechna, because they think it's like the big phrase in America that oh. everyone's saying. They're like, we're like, speaking your language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so they're like, yeah. So that one stuck with I, my boyfriend says it all the damn time. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What are some other Russian phrases? I just said Russian. Russian. Russian phrases. I don't know. I mean, That's I can right. say, which means give me a glass of white wine, please. That's and important. It, it was very important Kyle. when I was there. I was, like, <laughs> I was like ready to kill someone by the time I was done spending three yeah. months with these same people. And so I had to I had to go get my white wine every night before I went to bed. That should be in all of the language books. Yeah. Like, forget about, like, uh, I one. need to find my <laughs> luggage or, you know, it's to the right. Like, no, no page I one. would like red wine, white <laughs> <Yeah>. wine. <laughs> The, just like the basics, you know, the, enough to get through on. Wine is the most important. Yes. Vodka means the same. Oh, that'll do too in yeah. a pinch, you know. The vodka there tastes like water. Really? I'm making myself sound like a real alcoholic. That's so on dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I brought a couple bottles of it back and, and all my friends were tasting it. And they're like, are you sure this is vodka? Like, this doesn't taste like anything. It's like, stupid are you lying to you? And they're like, oh, you got the wool pulled over your eyes. Like, they sold you bum vodka, but it's it's 
very tasty. Oh, it's very tasty. That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, now we both sound like we have a problem. Because <laughs> no, I'm like, wine, vodka, let's do it. My um, mom thought I was an alcoholic after my brother's wedding. I was like, they have an open bar. And so she called me in a, in a huff and was like, I think you drink too much. I was like, mom, I'm in grad school. I can drink as much as I want. Like, <laughs> like, I have stress. I'm just going to work God, it out. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, on that super healthy note, sure. <laughs> we're going to take a little, a little break. break. To go get a glass of wine. Yes. Allegedly. (laughs) Alleged. Hey, you. I got to tell you something. You are killing it this week. If I had to rate how you're doing this week, I would say it's like five stars out of five. You know what else has the same five-star rating? This podcast and iTunes. Do you see what I did there? Thank you so much for the reviews we've received so far, but they're a little lonely. So I would love it if you could head over to the iTunes store and rate This Is A Thing and leave me a review. Our favorite is five stars, but every review is appreciated because they help other people find this podcast. Also, seriously, you are owning this week like a boss. We are all so proud of you. Keep it up. And we're back. Kyle, thank you for teaching me how to do a back tuck I did. during the break. Because I can do them also. Yes. We're both very <laughs> good at them now. We're going to the Olympics this year. Someone hire us in a show where mm-hmm. we need to do back Looking tucks. at you, Pippin. Oh, yes. Thank you. Started here. Started in this building. Yes. New Revival. We'll be there on Saturday. Yep, certainly. I'm going in. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be playing the leading player. Um, so, um... I guess just going back to mm-hmm. the program mm-hmm. for the AIT yeah. uh, for a minute, and then we can move on to something Certainly. else. So what attracted you to the program in the first place? Good question. What did attract me to the program? Um, so I, I actually, this is a funny story that ties very much directly into my life right now. Um, I was living in New York City when I graduated from college there. So I lived there for about five and a half years total, and I was bartending at... Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812 when it was playing in the Meatpacking District. Um, and they downsized their bar staff to, I swear I'm getting back to where your question was. No, no, I will I, be there eventually. Um, uh, downsized their bar staff from, I, I made it past like all these cuts. They, we started with eight and then there was seven and then there was five and yada yada. And Were you on was, Survivor? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Except we had to like make cosmos for drunk white women in the in the meatpacking district. Um, um, and, and so they, they uh, had to let go of all their bartenders except one. And I was not the bar manager and the other one was. So I, I got let go from that job and I was signed with an agent and manager in the city. And uh, within a week of each other, they had we had decided to part ways because we didn't quite see eye to eye on everything. And they didn't have time for new young talent because they had big people that they were dealing with. So I lost basically my entire life within like a week, oh. my job and my agent and manager. So I was like, well, hell, what am I gonna, like? What am I going to do? Um, and I couldn't afford my rent. So I moved home to Maryland for a couple months. Uh, but before I did that, my mother bought me a bus ticket up here to Boston to see a show that my friend Andrew had written. Uh, and I came up to see the show and the first person I laid eyes on when I walked into the club was my now boyfriend of three years. Um, and, and so I was talking with him after this show called Clubland, which was awesome. And it was at Club Oberon. And he was like, uh, I do this show here every Saturday night called the donkey show and you should, come see it tomorrow night. I was like, sure, why not? I have nothing else to do tomorrow night because I don't know anyone else here. Uh, so I went to see the donkey show and I was pulled up on stage and my shirt was ripped off. Um, <laughs> and afterwards, the stage manager was talking to me and was like, do you live in this area? Like, we'd love to have you come audition for the show. 
And I said, uh, 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 right now I do not. Uh, who knows where I'll be in the next few months? And fast forward a few months, I decided to move to Boston because I didn't have anything going down in Baltimore and I couldn't afford New York. So I moved up here to Boston um, because they had a casting call for Donkey Show and I auditioned and ended up getting cast. So I started rehearsals for that. And in rehearsals for the Donkey Show, the resident director, Allegra Libinati, was like, have you ever heard of the Institute at the ART? Like they've got a grad program. You'd be great for it. You should apply to it. Um, and, And she wouldn't take no for an answer. So I applied and ended up getting put on the wait list and then told no, I wasn't in the program. And I was like, well, great. It was, you know, it wasn't like I wasn't dying to go to grad yeah. school. I just, I, you know, it was convenient because the audition was right around the corner from my apartment and all that stuff. Um, fast forward to 10 days before the program started, I got a call from uh, Julius Melianski, who is the administrator for the program, was like, we had a last minute dropout. We've got a spot for you. Do you want it? I was like, wow. Well, yeah, I do. I do want that. Um, so I was attracted to the program because they took me, uh, 10 days beforehand and I didn't have time to think about financially what it was going to do to me. Um, it, 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 I thank God that I didn't have time to think about coming to the program or not, because if I had time to think about it, I would have been like, maybe I shouldn't put myself in that much debt. Yeah. But, uh, doing the program has really led to some of the biggest opportunities in my life. That's awesome. Yeah. So wow. I, I didn't apply to grad school. I applied to this program and this program alone. Okay, so I think the lesson for young people... Um, <laughs> All you youngins out there. Yeah, you youngins who listen to this hip-happening podcast. <laughs> Looking at you, Amy Doherty. Yes. <laughs> um, you need to go to a show that you like. Sure. Take off your shirt yep. on stage. <laughs> Especially then, if you're a woman. Yeah. Uh, You'll probably get a job there if you do that. Maybe either way, though. Yeah, you know, definitely. In this world, we live in equal opportunity. So, you know, take off your shirt, and then <laughs> someone will ask you to be in that show, and then offer you greater opportunities there you go that is life that's been my trajectory yeah 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 it's it's worked out for me so that's my advice to young people hey it's going well for kyle (laughs) take off your shirt as much as possible yes all the time i can't be responsible for anything that happens this is my disclaimer yeah right Um, legally i'm I'm saying now legally i'm not responsible um so what was your experience with having an agency and a manager because i feel like i've heard mixed things from people uh it was it was I think it would be different back when I got out of undergrad than today, because um, today I'm 25 instead of 21. I'll be 26 in a few months, um, and I'm very much more ready to enter a very professional level of not enter. I have done a lot. <laughs> yeah, I have done enough of it. Um, but I'm equity now also, and that was that was a big uh, dispute between my agent and I. Um, I'm sure if I was if I was with the same agent now that I was five years ago, mm-hmm. uh, we would get along great. But but then sh- uh, I'm going to not use her name because she does, you know, she's a professional. Understand. Um, but we, we didn't quite see eye to eye on the jobs I should be taking. Mm-hmm. I got offered a couple of things that she was like, I don't think you should do that. Like, do you really want to leave the city for nine months to go do a cruise? Or do you really want to go on this non-equity national tour when you could be in the city making a name for yourself? And I said, yes, I do want to. <laughs> I need I, cash. I need some money. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, we didn't quite see eye to eye on on that sort of thing. And my manager, um, that well, that was my agent. My manager had a lot of bigger n- names signed under his label. Actually, he had he was he, he had one of my teachers from undergrad, Michelle Pock, was signed with him also, and she 
has won a Tony Award and has been on all of the SV- wow. Law and Orders and all, you know, she has all the credits. She was on the Golden Girls. That's my favorite of her credits. <laughs> um, but, she, you know, he's got a big, a lot of big people that he's worrying about. And he, he was like, I'm so sorry. I just don't have time to. Yeah. To, to deal with like a new career. But now that I have some bigger credits on my resume and some more professional stuff, I think, uh, I think I could get along with those <laughs> people again. Uh, at the time, it was not the right decision for me, though. I yeah. should have just stayed freelance, I think. Yeah. Well, you never know till you mm-hmm. do it sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it led to some some bigger opportunities than I could have gotten for myself. Um, but I can't tell you how many times I was in an audition and, like, Gavin Creel walked out before me. I was like, well, definitely not getting this job. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no chance in hell. And, like, all these Broadway stars are around me. Yeah. I remember going in to read for, God, what TV show was it? Some TV show. And uh, half of the cast of Once, which was currently playing on Broadway, was there in the waiting room with me. And I was, like, holding my little headshot and resume <laughs> and, like, my my dance bag. I was, like, definitely not getting this one. I hate like, that. I know, I know. You're, like, I'll like, thank myself. Yeah, I know. Thank like, afterwards, you. I go and get my tasty delight yeah. and then, like, go home and cry over my ice cream. Oh. <laughs> over lamenting another lost job. But, you know, but but today, I think I think it, I could I could deal with that sort of situation pretty well yeah. and need to in a few months when I graduate. Oh, right. You're almost done, right? May 27th, I graduate. Yay. And then I have, I'm not done until the 28th, though. It's We graduate one day and then we have a show the next day. So oh, <laughs> like, that's Like, funny. oh, you can have your diploma, but you're not done yet. No, we still owe you. Yeah, yeah, until the 28th. So you can sleep in June. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I'm going to Mexico for five days. <gasps> that's so exciting. With Jackie Theo Harris and oh, her boyfriend and my boyfriend. Shout yeah. out to Jackie. Uh, uh, if you don't know her, she's an actor, singer, she's the dancer. Best. Jackie, come on my podcast. She's like Throwing the coolest. it out there. Yes. She's always down to drink with me. There I go, ca- making myself sound like an <laughs> alcoholic again. I'm like, I've got tickets to 1984 tonight. Do you want to go get a bottle of wine beforehand and then go see a show, which makes you feel weird to be a human? She's like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's like, yeah. <laughs> she's my girl. Um, so... Speaking of Jackie, Jackie mm. is in the Donkey Show. Yeah, which you are still in the Donkey Show. Yes, like kinda. Uh, I'm not a permanent cast member anymore. I took myself out of that because grad school is very time consuming. Sure. Um, and I don't. I just don't have the time to dedicate seven hours every Saturday night to that show. Um, but I, I still go in every once in a while if they like if they're in a, in a bind and need someone to come do it because I know, I th- all four of the fairy tracks, um. I played one of them for a few years, and but I know I know all four of them. So if they need someone to go in, then then I do that. But okay. Jackie's been in it for a while. I know. Um, can you explain what the donkey show <laughs> is for people who don't yeah. know? Um, they're in their s- seventh year, sixth year running now. I don't know. It's been a long time. Um, but the donkey show. There's. I'm looking at the poster right behind you for the donkey show. Uh, oh, there's two of them. Uh, it's a disco adaptation of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, it, it runs here at Club Oberon in Boston. Um, so they took it and set it in like studio 54. So the queen of the fairies instead is like the disco queen. And she wears these little booty shorts and butterflies on her boobs and has like this beautiful long hair. Um, and all the fairies are, are like scantily clad in men covered in glitter. Um, the mechanicals are like two bumbling club rats with afros that dress exactly the same. And it's fun. It's about an hour and 15 minutes twice every Saturday night and it's I don't know if I'm supposed to use this word or not but it's immersive theater so you're the show is happening around you and sure. you're interacting with the characters as as everything happens I'm still <laughs> I can't stop looking at the poster it's an old poster that's why I can't stop looking at it um um it's a lot of fun I I saw it the first time when when Kenneth asked me to come see it and and I fell in love with it it's just it's just a ball 
you know you don't have any inhib- inhibitions when you're there so yeah it's a good time i have some questions oh sure sure they are frivolous sure okay i love that frivolity <laughs> is my favorite so i just want to talk about those shorts sure they're really short shorts. they're very short shorts um how is your experience dancing in those <laughs> it's been really good yeah uh, i have never had any big costume disasters uh there have been costume disasters while I've been in the show, but none have happened to me. They are very short. If you just Google image search the donkey show, you can see you can see what we're talking about. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, which yeah. I'm sure everyone who listens to this probably has seen it, but but um, I have I have averted all crises with with the shorts. Um, I, I know that that there has been some testicular fallout sure. at some point. Um, they're short yeah yeah they are very little um and especially i'm i'm a small person so (laughs) like the smaller the person the smaller the short yeah so uh my my costume that i wear forever was actually a speedo with a tiny little sarong tied over it like the littlest baby sarong um and it was very see-through if you hit the light on it so i was basically just in a speedo the entire time yeah and a pair of shoulder pads uh (laughs) like the 80s called um I, I have not had any, any disaster. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering, is there like a double-sided tape situation? For some happening? characters, yeah. Titania okay. gets a double-sided oh, tape on, on her butterfly. Sure. Um, the shorts are just hanging on, you oh. know, hang, hanging on by a prayer. That's, that's, that's what, they have a, a nice elastic in them, obviously. Yeah. So, that, you know, but unless someone is like yanking at them, which does happen. I, I would imagine. Which does happen. It's a but brave sec- bunch security of- there is like, <laughs> you know, like on it. They're like, no, no, no. Uh, fairies, uh, fairies don't get touched, but yeah, you guys are like a, a brave bunch of, uh, very attractive muscular men. So well, well, I get paid to cover myself in glitter and take my clothes off on yeah. a Saturday, which is like, great. That's my other question. Yeah. How much glitter and like, what does it take until Tuesday to come off <laughs> from the that. Saturday show? More than that. Um, uh, usually I shower right before leaving the theater. There's a shower there that we're allowed to use to get like a majority of the glitter mm-hmm. off. Um, but you know it sneaks into crevasses and (laughs) places that we you know one should never have glitter Mm -hmm. um so i usually shower twice the next day also and that gets 98 percent of it off but you go (laughs) to like class or work whatever the hell it is on on monday morning and they're like you're a little little sparkly there (laughs) it's like beach sand it just never goes away oh god again and you always have the residual eyeliner and like your face is still green from motorboat and dr wheel good (laughs) it's like it's always a a a, uh something it's a production trying to get all the glitter off you know and kenneth has been in it forever also so our poor cats are just covered in it (laughs) oh well i had long ago i was in something where i had to wear glitter but only on my face Mm -hmm. and even that like days later i'd be like why is it in my hair like i don't even know (laughs) i find it where i didn't even put it like yeah how is it how is it on my upper thigh? Like, where? How did it get there? Or yeah. like, why is it between my fingers? Like, everywhere, yeah. just everywhere. Glitter has a mind of its own. Our apartment is, looks like a disco ball. Could you dip one of your hairless cats in glitter? Probably, and then have a glitter cat. I'm sure they would love it. Do you hear? Well, did you just hear 1984? There's a big sound that happens. In oh, the I can hear <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry, listeners. That, like when we're in class, and it's like, uh, <laughs> um, we probably could dip one of our hairless cats in it. The glitter budget on that show is extreme. Uh, sure. They spend I'd like thousands to see, of dollars yeah. on glitter. <laughs> I want to know how much that line uh, item is. Yeah. Yeah. That's and crazy. The, 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 
I don't, I might be making this up, but Kenneth said when the show first started that each of the fairies and Titania got their own like personal color of glitter that was like designed Ooh, for them. Uh, now they just buy a bunch of bulk glitter because yeah. it's been open for so long. They're like, we don't care. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, glitter budget's extreme. Glitter's impossible to get off and my cats are covered in it. Those are the <laughs> the bullet points to the answer. Yes. Um, and if there's any humane society people listening, if glitter is bad for cats, I mean, no <laughs> offense at all. I, my name then is Phil Taylor, and <laughs> I, I I do not live in Boston. Please don't come looking for me. Yes, uh, tweet Phil Taylor. There you go. Or Facebook message him mm-hmm. about humane your society. anger about glitter cats. <laughs> um, actually, do that because I just want to know what happens. Just what happens with the glitter cats? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Cool. Would you like to play a new little game? Sure. I love games. Okay. I'm calling this Would You Rather Actors Edition. (laughs) Um, We'll see how it goes. See what happens. I'm nervous. Okay. Um, Or sorry, Performers Edition, Actors Edition. Which one do you like more? I just made this up. I guess I call myself an actor. Okay. But I, I do all of it. All right. I mean, this it applies Human to all levels of performance. There you go. Um, because they are specific to people who like go to auditions or are on a stage. So, oh, I, auditions. I audience, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, would you rather mm-hmm. have to for let's say a year, every audition you go to, you would only be able to sing your songs in falsetto, oh, or you would only be able to sing your songs but at the end of every phrase you would do a christina aguilera riff oh, like, like whether riff? you wanted to or not oh sure <laughs> whether i had intentions to or not yeah oh that's hard probably the riff because okay. i bet there'd be you know some queens out there who are like yeah yes. girl <laughs> i think i'd take the riff at the end of it because singing in a falsetto would be unsettling maybe <laughs> to, like does he have a normal voice or is he like just is that how he sounds all the time? Is he just I think saving the riff. It? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, I think the riff is is the choice to go. Unless you're doing like, oh, but that is a disaster for like Carousel or Sondheim. No, oh Choices, no, right? No, stick stick in with the riff. Stick okay. in with the riff. I kind of want to see you do um, Jack from <laughs> oh, Into the no. Woods, but with riff at the oh, end, or riffs the at the end of every phrase. Oh, what a fun little ditty that one. Yeah. Also, did that with. Jackie Theo Harris, Amy Doherty, Maurice Bostic. Yep, all of my friends. Oh, and Mar- Maurice's parent, who's and Maurice. another friend of the show. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's doing a, what's that show called? Uh, Booty, Booty Candy. Booty Candy. I just saw him on The Convert. Um, it was amazing. Yeah. It was so good. I don't have time to see shows. Hey, I, I have time. I'm not in grad school. I have time school this week, actually. Maybe I'll go right see now. something. Yeah. Maybe I'll treat myself. <laughs> okay, uh, next question. Um, mm-hmm. For a year. Mm hmm. In every audition, you have to either sing Tomorrow from Annie or do the goodbye monologue from Our Town, the one that's like, goodbye, Mon, Pa, goodbye to morn- Pie. And every something. audition? Every audition. Okay. N- even if it doesn't make sense for me to be. Okay. Absolutely. Um, one or the other. I'm going to go with Tomorrow because I think I can play that one up and okay. make it cute and endearing. I think <laughs> I think that's a solid choice. I think I want to see a sad tomorrow. <laughs> like, <laughs> really. Like, you go in for a long day's journey into night, and then yeah. you have to sing tomorrow at the end of it. Uh, yeah, I'm going with tomorrow on that one. Okay. <laughs> Our town is a little, like, too sad. <laughs> I, like, it, it leaves on a, a negative note. <laughs> I would like to see, like, you go into the wild party auditions. <laughs> either either version. I, I You know, probably if I had to choose a song, I'd sing tomorrow for wild party. So, like, 
that's my choice perfect <laughs> uh is this fun at all yeah okay. great it's great it's I, it's hard all right um what, this one's a little gross so sorry <laughs> um okay would you rather go to auditions and smell like broccoli or yes <laughs> do a burp toot combo on every entrance and exit <laughs> from the audition room. I have to say burp toot just because it's just at, like it's a party trick at that point. It's like then yeah. it's your calling card. It's like, <laughs> like, like Patty Lapone has no diction. Kyle Van Zant burps and toots every time he enters the stage. <laughs> yeah. Is Patty Lapone not having a diction a thing? I think she does now. I didn't know this. Well, I read her autobiography, so obviously I'm best friends with her now. Sure. Um. So so she used to get yelled at by who was that? Andrew Lloyd Webber maybe it was like we can't understand what you're saying. She's like, what are you saying? <laughs> um. And so now she has like pres- very precise diction. I think since Sweeney Todd was what was when she started having. That- s- do, you, do you have you listened to the recording? I saw her in Sweeney yeah. Todd. I had never seen Sweeney Todd before. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what yep. was happening until halfway through Act Two. Yeah, like, I was like, "Who's Joanna's <laughs> I daughters? Don't know what's happening. Who and I don't know. He just murders people, and <laughs> she's on a ladder with a cello. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know what's happening right now. That's most of my life. I spend most of my life on a ladder with a cello. Yeah, well, it's me, Patty Lapone. <laughs> No, so she got yelled at for having really bad diction. It's like oh. kind of notorious for it. That's funny that you say that. That mm-hmm. puts a lot of things in perspective for mm-hmm. me. Um, she has many, many trophies to show for it, though. I mean, she's still Patty LuPone. She's nailing still fantastic. She's but it, yeah. I was like, I don't know what any of your lines are. <laughs> I, I don't, don't know, know what you're saying. saying. <laughs> Except for the, the songs I already know. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> next question. Um, so uh, for a year, uh-huh. you're in... You're in a performance of Cats. Okay. I don't know how you got there. Sure. Um, I don't. I don't know how to dance. Yeah, that's <laughs> not true. Um, I have seen you dance, but you're in a production of Cats <laughs> okay. for a year. Either every time you do a double turn, mm. you shout huzzah like automatically <laughs> at the end of it, or every time you do a pot of beret, you say teehee. Oh, okay. Both are excellent. Can I say both for that one? <laughs> like, like you're in the middle of the jellicle ball. And you're like, huzzah, from like the back right corner. Yes. That sounds excellent. I think if I had to choose, it'd be huzzah, because there's many double pirouettes in Cats. Yeah. There's many double pirouettes. And I would just probably get fired from the show. And then I wouldn't have to do Cats anymore. So. That's true. You have saved. <laughs> just saved. Really, you've saved me from, from doing Cats for the rest yes. of my life. You've been spared from mm-hmm. the heavy side layer. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, last one. Sure. Would you rather... Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, this is just in life. Okay. <laughs> uh, for a year, uh-huh. have to wear... Did I already say for a year? It doesn't matter. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> for a year, uh, <laughs> would you rather have to wear your disco shorts from the donkey sure. show, mm-hmm. and, but just disco just, shorts? Just you can put on like a jacket if it's cold Like outside, if it's freezing, yeah. But, you know, yeah. as soon as you get in, you have to take, take it that off. jacket right, off. Right, right. Um, or there is a bear costume that you have... You took a picture of, uh, and you said grad school is very hard. Very hard, yeah. Yes. W- or sure. wear that bear costume every day for a year. Oh, uh-huh. I like both of the options. I think the bear costume, because it was, like, breezy but also warm. It's nice for all climates. Okay. And also then it's you have something to talk about. About yeah. why you're wearing a bear costume. Yeah, it's a conversation <laughs> I was starter. wearing that. I was wearing that. That was on my Instagram. Uh, uh, I was wearing that. Because we did a workshop of this show that we ended up doing in January and are doing again in May, actually, called The Big Mess um, with Daniel Passer, who graduated from the Institute many moons ago. Um, but he was the head clown for Cirque du Soleil for like wow something absurd, like 10 years. Um, 
and he did a, a week-long clowning workshop with us and one of the activities was like he brought this whole wardrobe in one day and was like okay now you have to get dressed in in your signature costume now and it was like this whole activity about about making sure you had the exact right costume and i ended up wearing a bear suit because it just felt right to me it seemed good for a nappy. Sure. Oh, yeah. Is that the telling about my personality? No, Th- no. That's no, the first thing no. I thought of. A girl can get into a nap. Yeah. Let me tell you, I can live my life on a nap. <laughs> it was good. No, um, it was a fun show, actually. It was a lot of fun. But, but that's why I was in the bear costume. Oh. There's many pictures of me in my disco shorts on my Instagram, too. That's true. If you're rich, you can go look at me in very minimal clothing on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> cool. Okay, well, I think... That's the end of that game. Sure. I had a good time. I miss it already. Hope you did too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Huzzah. This is so random, but I just, so when I was looking around online for facts about you, um, (laughs) which sounds so creepy when I say it to people, but whatever. Um, But I just thought it was really funny. You have a Google Plus account. Do I? But then the note on it just says, I actually have no idea how to use this. (laughs) And I laugh for like 10 minutes. That makes so much sense for my life. Um, I didn't know I had a Google Plus account. So maybe I'll be famous for my Google Plus account now. Uh, it makes a lot of sense that it would say I actually don't know how to use yeah. that. I don't even know what Google Plus is. I don't understand it either. I know people talk about it. And it comes up when you search my name? Uh, yeah. It says, like, was looking to see if you had a website or something like that. And then it was, like, Kyle Van Zandt, <laughs> Google Plus. And you have, like, you're following, like, 15 people or sure. something. You have some people sure. following you. <laughs> like, And then at the I'm bottom of the page, blessed. like, it showed me, you know, who your friends with or associated with or something on Google Plus, but then at the bottom it just had that <laughs> I note. Don't that says a lot about my life. <laughs> yeah. About I'm I you know, it says a lot about my life. Maybe you set it up while you were in Russia that day when you had all that vodka? <sighs> probably. Yeah. Probably that's what happened. That was the late afternoon. No, I could probably tell you when it was based off what headshot was my picture on it. Um I, I feel like I might have done it like senior year because I heard like Google Plus was happening and it was like going to be the new Facebook yeah. and like everyone was doing it. So I'm sure I signed up for it being like, well, everyone is doing it. So I also have to get in on the ground floor. And, and, and then I didn't know how to use it apparently. <laughs> so I just gave it the hell up on that. That's OK. That totally makes sense because I don't really know what I know what it is. I don't know. Someone maybe needs to just tell like me. Someone Facebook email me and, and Twitter explain it had to a me. baby, I think. But I don't care enough about it to do my <laughs> research. Sorry, Google. Yeah, sorry, Google. Plus, the rest Google of Google Plus. is fine. Sure, regular. They don't, their I like feelings Google. Aren't hurt. I do all my searches through Google. Me too. Do they want to sponsor me? No. Um, do you remember uh, Ask Jeeves? Oh yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Thing? It's just asking a fake butler to Google things for you. Yeah. <laughs> what a great idea. I wonder no, why it didn't stick around. Does, I wonder if Ask Jeeves still exists. I don't know. I'm gonna look into it. I'm gonna crack I'd be curious to hear that. <laughs> I feel like it's gone. But, Probably, uh, yeah, yeah. It's I'm literally just Google, people. but it has a picture of a butler on the side. Like, that's actually yeah. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Kyle. Yeah. Thank you so much for being of with course, me today. Of course. Uh, where can people find... Actually, first thing... Sorry, not first thing, but one thing I wanted to ask you about is... So, you have a GoFundMe. Do you oh, yeah. tell people about that? Yeah, totally. Um, if, if you're interested in helping out a young man... <laughs> his career towards success um i'm i'm going to new york and la for my showcases uh at the end of april and may so i started to go fund me because grad school is very expensive and i don't have a lot of money or any time to work um so i you know if you have any extra money you can you can i, I don't know how people would find it i don't even really know what the, what the website is it's called kyle's showcase expenses because i like to keep things very transparent um, so, uh, I, I guess it would be gofundme.com slash Kyle's showcase expensive. Maybe something like that. 
I'll find the link and I'll put it Facebook. in the yeah. show notes. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just to, you know, to cover flight costs and, and, and which are very expensive <laughs> and like a, a, a place to stay while I'm sure. out there and you need a car while you're in LA and, and, and train travels and. Do you have a glitter budget for your showcase? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's that the bulk assumed. of the cost, yeah, right? It's, it's pr- most of the money is going towards, yeah. towards <laughs> glitter from coast to coast. I have to find a supplier while I'm out there. Yeah. You know, it's oh an God, ordeal. I sound like a drug addict. <laughs> you need a, a glitter supplier while I'm out <laughs> A glitter <laughs> assistant, you know, all sorts of things. Um, and how about performance wise? Where can people see sure, you? Sure. Sure. Um, uh, I just finished as you'd like it this weekend. I wish, I wish beforehand. Um, uh, what what can I be seen in? I'm I'm back in the Donkey Show in April for a couple shows. Um, eh, I guess that's it right now. That's weird. I've done a million shows in the last like month, so I'm I'm trying to remember if I'm actually rehearsing anything right now. Well, I think that's perfect. I mean, I don't want to uh, lift back the curtain too much here, but probably it'll be closer to April when people hear this. So mm-hmm. go see Kyle in the Donkey Show. Sure. And then do you have you're doing something else? The ART, like in Mayish, I think. Oh you yeah, said, so like, yeah, yeah. That that, that uh, cl- clown comedia vaudeville show um, that I wore the bear costume for. Um, we're remounting again in May for my graduation week, which um, I am happy to pass along ticket information if people want to come see it. It's a lot of fun. I get to play a vaudevillian and I play the accordion and the piano and and do all sorts of fun fun things. I do a tap number. And wow. All that. All that. Do stuff. you wear the bear costume again? Unfortunately, no. Shoot. Got cutting room floor. Then no. I'm not going. <laughs> no, I did no. get to wear a pink dress the first time I did it though, which oh. was which was a blast. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um and oh no, I guess that's it. I don't have time to audition. Is the problem? Like I just do things through the program. So whatever the look up, look up what the institute's doing. I, okay. I'm happy to plug the other show that the institute is doing that I'm not in, but they're doing a show called Dying for It, which is based off a Russian novel Excellent. called The Suicide um and and 12 of my classmates are in it and it's going to be very good i'm very excited to go to go see it it's running here at the american repertory theater on the main stage for like three or four days something like that awesome everybody go see all those things Mm -hmm. i'll put the information Mm -hmm. on my website Mm -hmm. so check it out kyle yeah last thing i am making a firm stance that i'm not going to come up with my own tagline sign off line for my podcast sure i'm gonna put someone on the spot okay on the spot what should i sign off with this week stay sparkly (gasps) stay sparkly yes that is so good it's appropriate for my life oh my gosh everybody stay sparkly bye if you have any questions or comments about the show, suggestions for guests, or you just want to tell me how much you love it, uh, you can email me at carriepodnow at gmail.com. You can also look up my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash thing. We are also on Instagram. You can find me at carriepod. Um, or on Twitter, it's at carriepod there as well. I would love to hear from you, and thanks so much for listening. Bye.